gain 18 to a full 60. Early leads to buzzer beaters. It all starts by getting on the board. Hello and welcome to episode two of On the Board Podcast. We've made it to number two, boys. Wow. Two episodes. I'm exhausted already. (laughs) We we all made it. We're all here. My name is Colby McKee. Across the glass, it's Jesse Christensen. Hello, hello. And to his right, Mr. Lance Dahl. Lance, how are you doing, buddy? Well, we upgraded from the old Milwaukee last week. I feel great. Yeah, we must have done something right if we upgraded to the old A little bit more of a budget this time? We said we didn't have a budget. We found one! (laughs) We got a budget! And I must say, I have to apologize in advance. Like, I just came off the baseball diamond, so I'm ripe right now. You smell like ass. A busy guy. Well, you know what? I'm not in that booth with you though mm-hmm. Sorry, so man. Lance I apologize about that Rip I'm gonna me. stay on my side of the glass uh anyways we got a bunch to talk about today uh let's get right down to it the Raptors oh what a game we're recording this on a Tuesday last night was game five yep and a whirlwind of of activities happened in game five I don't know where, where you guys want to start we got the Durant injury we've got the Splash Bros going nuts for the Warriors carrying them we've got the uh Kawhi just being absolutely automatic in the fourth quarter yeah, well, I mean, let, let's talk about the let's fact start. that is it safe to say that the Raptors probably shouldn't even have been in that game? Like, they, it shouldn't Didn't have been a, like a one-basket game. Cause it looked I, rough. I thought for three and a half quarters, it was Golden State. Yeah, all like, the way. The passing was just incredible from Golden State. Yeah, it didn't. It, it honestly didn't feel like the Raptors were controlling it, which is so weird because, like, the first four games, it felt like the Raptors were never not in control. But game five, it felt like... Up until like eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, they were just the, the second best team on the floor. And, and the then, threes made a difference. I mean, oh yeah. Golden State were hitting threes like it was nothing. And I mean, the Raptors at one point couldn't even buy a three-pointer. They shot overall as a game, eight of 25. No, whatever. Eight of 32, 25% on just, the game. Just think yeah. of the, like, that stat 25%. alone and the fact that it was still a one-basket game right down is to the incredible. End. The Raptors should have blown them out. This, but they couldn't shoot. The resiliency of this team is is undeniable. Uh, and no matter who they have on the court, as long as you have Kawhi in the fourth quarter, anything can happen. Oh, man, did he ever step it up in the fourth? Because he was rough. First three quarters, a lot of his shots weren't hitting. No. But he goes in there and what did what he hit? Like three threes in a row or two threes in a row? Like he For hit sure. 10 straight points. Like the guy was just... Up. Right off the off the rebound, just run it up, bang, uh, pull up three, and then drives into the right hand side lane, pulls up defender off of him, uh, and banks it in. Like just run killers on the Golden State side. They like, just absolutely killed them. Yeah, it was uh, it was wild to see that turn at the eight minute mark when there's eight minutes left in the fourth quarter to see like finally the Raptors had perimeter defense for about five six minute stretch. And like you guys were saying, like Kawhi took over. I mean, there's a bunch of guys that had some good nights. Van Vliet is just, I've become a huge fan of his. Oh, he's he's got to be yeah. their second best guard behind oh, Lowry. Like he's he should be playing more because when Danny Green does not have the three point shot, he's got to get out of there. Danny Green's got some good D though, and I think that's why they keep him a more. little bit. Yeah, he can he can hold his own, and especially now with a uh, hobbled Clay Thompson, who most likely he guards up against. That's probably his matchup. Clay doesn't look hurt though. No, not anymore. Like right. not even a little bit. Like he looks, he looks completely fine. Not so much like his fallen teammate Kevin Durant. Do you Yikes. think though? Uh, we will go to Durant, but do you think on that last shot? Do you think Lowry was the right guy to have it? I know they wanted Kawhi, well, but the defense that Golden State gave Kawhi 
I mean, there, there's two guys on him, right? Yeah. But I was a little surprised that Van Vliet didn't take it. I don't know why they were going for a three in the first place. The way that they were set up, yeah. I don't know why he didn't need a three. And why didn't Nurse call a timeout when he had one? Which we can talk about timeouts as well, because that the one at the 15-second mark, when they had a dead ball situation, they could have stopped the clock, uh, gone into a timeout, and r- r- drew up a play, set up yeah. something for Kawhi. But then also the timeout that they took at about three-minute mark, after they made their run yeah. for what about five minutes. What I didn't realize minutes. was they took two. There they did. Because I didn't even realize they had, that as well. Yeah, they took back to back ones. Because in the post game presser, Nurse said he had two, and I like I didn't know this, but apparently you lose x amount of timeouts at the three at, minute mark. Three minutes, anything right? after two timeouts is basically gone. Right, yes. and so he had these two. But to me, it was it would be similar to you're in the Super Bowl, and it's the fourth quarter. You're down, let's say four. And your team is on offense and driving. And your team gets inside the red zone. Your team gets to, this, let's say, the nine-yard line. And on first down, with the other team with no timeouts, you take two. Right? It doesn't make sense. It's no. a complete like, run killer. And I, I get it. Like, you see the video and you look at Kawhi and Kawhi's gassed. Yep. Kyle's gassed. They, like their, their players are tired. I get it. But when you have a snowball rolling downhill, why are you running to stop it? Yep. Like why was on a 10-0 run himself. Away. Like it was that was the most frustrating part was you had them. Like they were reeling. Like Steph was missing. Yeah. Clay was missing. Draymond wasn't really even getting the ball. No. And so it was like you Boogie had them. was all over the place. Yeah. I don't know what the hell he was doing in that fourth quarter. He was just trying to fill in for an injured Durant. He was trying to be a oh. playmaker, be a distributor, whatever it may be. Yeah. But it was just it was so that was the frustrating part for me was and it was it's just I thought of it just like that like you're you're on the nine yard line it's yeah. first down and you're taking a timeout for what reason when like Mike, Super especially Bowl, when the, the other Bowl. team had one the other team had one timeout left yeah. that's exactly it's like the in point. the Super Bowl when you have the best rusher and you decide to throw the ball yeah the defense Seattle, that's intercepts it at that's the one yard dumb. line <laughs> like God that was just so so dumb frustrating when yeah. my girlfriend questions why they're taking a time out there and I had to explain I had no words I said maybe it's for rest and obviously it was for rest because Kawhi was exhausted and you know what I get that but still it's like and it's not even revisionist history I was watching the game and as soon as I saw a timeouts I texted a couple of my buddies I was like what are they doing yeah like, for what reason are we taking a timeout here? But, it, it, like, in any case, if, if they win, then I guess we, we probably don't bring up the timeout. But still, yeah. it's just, if for win, a guy that's coached so well, I'm going to yeah. give him a pass. If they win, we look at it and we say, man, that is a brilliant coaching move. They lose, we say, that's a horrible coach. Damn it. Move. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, Jesse, you brought up the final play. To me, and part of this might be because they didn't take a timeout. They didn't maybe think it through. But... Now, this is more revisionist history, but to me, when you go ISO with the 15 seconds left, right, you spread everyone out and you let Kawhi do his thing. Yeah. You have to know that they're going to send a double or a triple team, no? Oh, easy. 100%. If I'm Kawhi, I know I'm getting doubled. So with that in mind, and you know that Kawhi isn't going to force something, why wasn't the ball in Lowry's hands to begin with? And do a pin down screen or an off screen for Kawhi to come all the way around, kind of like a Curry, and just get, get open. Exactly, because if you have the ball in Kyle's hands there, if he drives, which he's really good at driving and taking the ball to the hoop. Yep. So if he drives and no one sends help, well, then he's going to have a pretty easy layup for two. If they send the help, he can swing it to Fred, who swings it over, and now you have, whether it's Kawhi... Or if Danny Green was on the floor, you have him shoot or whatever it might have been. Did they expect? Did they expect Kawhi to 
carry the ball up the court and pull up a three like he's done for the rest of the fourth quarter. But you don't need a three. I know they don't need a three. So I don't like maybe it was the game plan to give it in Lowry's hands at the end. Like I don't think so. But I even don't if think it so, was, why why are you posting? Why are you getting ready for a three? I guess maybe if he put it in Kawhi's hands, he somehow breaks free of a double or doesn't get a double. Mm-hmm. He goes to the hole, gets fouled, two free throws, uh, and he was practically automatic. Although he did miss two kind of big ones that. Kind of co- prove costly now in this game, but yeah. still like pretty automatic as a free throw shooter. Like I don't, I don't think the play, the play was to have the ball in Lowry's hands. Do you think that he had time to do a pump fake, knowing that Draymond Green was running up on him? No, that clock nope. was expired was it? real quick. Yeah, because it's close. But I wonder, like, if you do the pump fake, Draymond Green tries to block it. He's, he's gone. behind you. He's gone. Now yeah. you have it, and you can hit the three. But I mean, you're right. Yeah, Which is what Clay, that, that clock know. was going right. Clay I think it was probably that. about what four, three or four seconds by the time Lowry got the ball. Basically, like yeah. he only had enough time to let it go. Yeah, but I mean, you can like look at all these different plays. I mean, the fact of the matter is, the parameter D sucked. Mm-hmm. Let's face it when you when you let the Warriors shoot forty eight percent because like their field goal percentage. I think overall, yep. the Warriors shot forty six percent. The Raptors shot forty five. Yeah. So really, like it wasn't that far off. No, but I mean, when you're giving up twenty threes, you're screwed. And man, was that defense so bad on the threes? Like, how many times was a, a Golden State Warrior open at the three ball? Like and the, sp- the passing that they had was making me dizzy. The Splash Bros hit 12 of 27 threes. That's almost 43 <laughs> And Kevin Durant, yeah. right out of the gate, hit, what, three. hit three. He hit three threes yeah. before his injury, which we'll get to right now. Uh, you, I know you've seen it. I seen a tweet of yours, Jesse. You talked about should Durant have been playing this entire game? Here's the thing, and I'm going to go on a mini rant. You guys may agree, you may not agree. But there's a lot of people on social media that are getting mad at the Toronto fans, okay? Because they cheered when Durant got, when he when he sat down as he was injured. I cheered, right? It, it was instinct when he sits down saying, yes, he could be out of the game. And then you realize maybe it's an Achilles. Then you sit back and you're like, ah, oh, damn. Shit. Man. Yeah. But you know what? You, you can't fault the Toronto crowd because I was at home going, yes. I got up out of my chair. he's been killing yeah. us though, since he was on the court. Here's the thing. You can't get mad at the Toronto fans. Get mad at the Golden State Warriors medical staff, because why in the hell is he still playing? You know he has a calf injury, and I say calf injury with quotations because I think that Steve Ball was right, and yeah. it had something to do with the Achilles. It looks damn suspicious it was, now. It was never a calf. And I mean, uh, there's a report I saw on Twitter today saying that Kevin Durant was doing two-a-days when it came to practicing to get ready for the game, mm-hmm. and I, there's no way that he was ready to go. Yeah. Because I don't think he had a torn Achilles. I don't think it was a calf injury. I think that his Achilles was hurting. And in that regard, you should not have let him play. Even if he did, you should have monitored the minutes. He should not have been out there in the first quarter. Which, right after the second quarter on the Canadian broadcast, uh, I remember one of the sideline reporters, I think it's Eric Smith, they said that they were going to watch his minutes uh, and play... St- Steve Kerr said he was going to play him in spurts, but then he played 10 minutes of the 12 yeah. minutes in the first quarter. So what's that about spurts? <laughs> you they know what a spurt whole... is? Play him in the fourth quarter <laughs> if you're down. You did not have to play him in the first. Or just put him in the corner and let him shoot. Yeah. I, I, think, I think that's on Golden State. That has nothing to do with the Toronto fans. And I, I see the Boogie and I see the Draymond Green are calling the Toronto fans classless because they cheered. Yeah. No, that's bull. I, I cheered. I think everyone cheered at first because Durant's a great player and he killed us in that first quarter. Yep. I think it's on the medical staff of Golden State. Yeah, I, I mean, here's the thing. If this is happening in Philly, in Miami, when they were making runs, Milwaukee, Boston, wherever you may be, if this is the exact same scenario with a different team, are those fans cheering too? Of course they are. Exactly. 100%, and yeah. so it's like, whether it's right or wrong, I'm not, I, I personally 
don't like it. I, I I wasn't a fan of the cheering, but I was a but fan of... But it was of, Toronto. They were cheering about everything. Yeah. That, like, Scotiabank was so lit up that the hot dog vendor could have fell down the stairs and that place would have erupted. Right. They <laughs> loved everything. You're not wrong. <laughs> but, like, like, just personally, I wasn't a fan of it. I liked how afterwards... They, they got classy. And, well, you know, Lowry, KD. Lowry and I think Drake, because Drake's the cheerleader of the team, yeah. had to, like, tell the crowd, you know, like, relax. And patting them on the back and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, But, I mean, at first, your first instinct when he goes down you're thinking there's his calf he's got oh a cramp boy, exactly. he's out yeah at, at first glance you don't sit there and go oh he, he i think he busted his achilles yeah. he could be out for a year when well, everybody was the, picking him up thing, and stuff or yeah. that's the, the thought now is that he's probably gonna miss all the next year so yeah. I, I think i think it's a low blow i think it's it's golden state trying to create drama by trying to blame the toronto fans because at first instinct how do you not cheer for that no you're 100 correct if, if Kawhi leonard went down you're in Golden State. You're telling me the Oracle's not going to cheer because they know that one major piece is He's now out. out of the equation. Yeah. Just one more point on the the whole class uh, classiness of the Raptors fans. I guess a, a petition or some sort of a, a movement on Twitter has been going around today about donating to Kevin Durant's uh, charity online, and uh, they're you know giving twenty five fifty dollars. People are just and writing messages about you know uh, you know this is for every Raptors fan. Uh, you know, we made a mistake. We're sorry about that. Here's some money towards to Kevin Durant. They made a mistake. You should not feel bad. It's the NBA Finals, right? This is not just a, a regular game on a Monday night. This is the NBA Finals. If you have that chance to win, hell yeah, you should be jacked. You should be excited. Yeah, and to a certain point, like you said, and then the Achilles came in, sure. and then people's a serious yeah. injury, like you said. So, like, I don't think anyone in the crowd saw that Achilles. When you watch it in slow motion, no, no one hopped. sitting at courtside saw that right off the bat and said, yes. Oh, my. You see that Achilles? He's done. He's <laughs> gone. He's done. True. Yeah. Right? Like, That's come on. One th- quick thing to think about uh, going into game six and potentially game seven. Draymond picked up a technical foul. Oh, I hope he gets one off. More. And he's just been kind of a, a menace in terms of oh. uh, officiating and getting right into him. He's got six. One more suspension, and he's suspended for the following game. So if it does go seven... And if he does get a technical, one more tech. One, sorry, that's what I meant yeah. to say. One more technical, and right. he will get suspended for a game. So keep that in mind. I guess looking ahead to Game Six in Oracle on Thursday. What do you guys think about that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Can, can I the, don't know what to think about any of the series. Can the Raps close it out? I, they have three chances now. Two chances left to win. There, right. I, I still just based off of pure logic and odds, I think that the Raptors are eventually going to win, but. Like, I, I don't know. I, how, I, how do you predict anything with this series? How? But now you don't have to worry about Durant at all. Does that ease the game plan? Now you've got to focus or on your Kayvon Curry Looney, and your Thompson. Probably. Yeah, Kayvon Looney. There's no way. That's with those, true. He messed up his... issues, there's no way. That's also trash. Let's talk about that for a second. Just quickly. You're damn right, Blaine, the Golden State Warriors Right? Medical. What are they doing? Like, you, like, half of your roster's hurting. Idiots. You're like, ah, go out there. Idiots. And then you Anybody got, you can stand can go out there. You got there. the president of basketball ops, Randy Random, that comes out and starts crying on the podium. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Yeah, right? Bob yeah, you're crying because yeah. you just lost your job, idiot. Yeah, you're crying because you're the idiot that said, yeah, go play. Yeah, that pissed me off. Yeah, it's just that was annoying. Dumb. Anyway, uh, game six, I don't know. I would I, I would lean to say that still, like, outside of the, the second half, the Raptors were the b- better team, I guess, for part of it. Yep, they got like, right back into the game. In if a we hurry. say they, they played better in the last eight minutes, and they've played better for the first four of five games, mm-hmm. I would lean to say as long as the Raptors get back to playing good perimeter defense, they're probably 
in shape to win game seven. Can they win three games in Oracle That's in this hard, series? Man. That's, That's what I'm law. thinking. No one cares. Nobody in the entire dynasty of how this long of the dynasty has been has ever beaten uh, them. I get them twice, little in three games. But it's just like, like it, it's just another game. Yeah. Like the last thing that they're thinking about is whole. Oh, we got to win three in Oracle. It's like, oh, we just got to go win it's a game. another game. It's another right? game. And so, like, that's all well and good, but eventually, like, that'll die. I don't know that it will tomorrow, uh, Thursday. Yeah. But I think that the Raptors are going to so win. So Lance is riding the fence. Jesse, what say you? Ah, oh, man. I, when you look at this series, the road team has done very well, right? Yeah. Raptors have won t- two in Oracle. And I think the Warriors have won. They Warriors won two won, in, think, in. Didn't the Warriors win mm-hmm. they game won, two they in, split. in Toronto? They split they the split, first right? two games. Yeah, so they've won two in, know, in Toronto. Man. A part of me would love, love to see the Raptors win it at Oracle. But there's like the sports fan in me wants to see this series go seven games. I don't want to see it go seven. I would I'm love to see it go seven. Because okay, go I seven. know that Toronto will be lit up for Game 7. Father's Day Sunday. And I would love to see Toronto Shout win it. Shout out Father's Day. Shout out Father's Day. In Toronto. Yeah. Oh, it'd be absolutely insane. I'm just terrified of it going 7. Mm-hmm. I know. Can they... Oh, I don't even want to talk about it. I don't want to say... Flip. I, I, no. I, uh, to be honest, I'm, I'm not a huge basketball fan. And it's been a very long time since I've sat and I've watched the opening tip-off to the last shot of the game. But... This last game was the most entertaining game I have watched in a very, very long time. This has been yeah. a hell of a series. No, I'm. And you know what? The ratings for this NBA final Keep are going. going to be through the roof, and the NBA should be kissing Canada's ass because we're the reason why the ratings are so crazy. But they, again, we talked about it from the first episode. They don't count the Canadian ratings. Well, they start. They should. They should because they just got came in today. Another six million watched last night's game. Yeah, like six point eight. Every or game keeps going up. It yeah. might get to ten. It's for, the biggest sporting event on Rogers because yeah. all of Canada is in love with the Raptors. And you know who could take notes on this is Gary Bettman. Because I guarantee you his ratings aren't as good for the Stanley Cup Final. Well, speaking of Game Seven, let's get right into it. Game Seven Stanley Cup Final going on tomorrow night. Uh, Blues and Bruins. You guys know the last time there was a Game Seven. At the Stanley Cup Finals, you guys have a guess what year it was? Who's t- which teams were involved in the game? I last believe game it was seven? 2011. Wasn't it Boston Vancouver? Boston That's correct. Vancouver. 2011 Boston Vancouver. So they were involved in the last. Boston won on the road. Boston won on the road. But did you know when it comes to Game Sevens that the home team is 12 and four? I also wrote that down. <laughs> <laughs> the last two, wow. the yeah. last two Game Sevens have been won on the road. So outside of the Boston one, the last one was 09, Pittsburgh and Detroit. Since we're throwing out stats, how about this? Zidane Chara <laughs> going to play in his 14th Game 7. Yeah, that's crazy. Right? That's he's, crazy. He's great, yeah. And he's got a broken jaw. Yeah, having steak smoothies. Yeah. Oh, oh. God. Mm. Oh, yum. <laughs> yum is right. Ah, what uh, a guy. What a man. 74% of Game 7 winners have scored first. First goal, 74% of the time. Man, we're just statted up Wins right now. the series. No kidding. Like, just stats. So, yeah, I just some things. The Tigers that- got a stats department that you guys can go work at. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Medicine at Tigers. Yeah, shout out to the Tigers. We'll, we'll talk to Jonesy and see if he can get us an in somewhere. True. Um, Con Smythe winners, I guess on both sides. Uh, I, in my opinion, I think for St. Louis, if they were to pull this off on the road, I think Ryan O'Reilly's got to be right up there. Oh, that's that's up who there. I have. He's too. been just driving that force. No, like not just Tarasenko, not just. Uh, I don't know. Who, I was going to say Stastny, but Stastny's not there. No Schwartz, Schwartz has been good. Chen's been good. But like for me, if I have to pick He's somebody so on St. Louis, even though I don't want to, because I feel like Tugarask should win whether they Easy. win or lose. I had Tugarask um, win or lose. Yep. 
it, like Ryan O'Reilly has just he's driven them this entire postseason. It's been kind of crazy because he has 21 points in the playoffs. I think he's only behind Marshan for yeah, playoff yeah. points. I think, uh, and he's just he plays in his own end. He plays in the offensive end. He he literally is the catalyst for everything that the Blues have been doing up to this point. And yeah, Jordan Bennington's been really good in bounce back games, but. That's kind of I mean, where I would lean towards. I, I'm a sucker for a goaltender. And the fact that this kid is a rookie and he's done so well, even the bounce back in the Stanley Cup final, he, in my opinion, he's the guy that's been the bright spot for the Blues. Yeah, like after a loss in the playoffs, 7-2, and two, goals against at 1.86 and a save percentage over 930. It's crazy. Like for a rookie Just goaltender at, of any age to have those kind of stats after a bounce back in this biggest stage of all is, is, is really impressive. Yeah. No doubt and, about it. And if he wins, like if yeah. the Blues win and Bennington then becomes the first rookie goaltender to win 16 games in the playoffs, like in their rookie playoff season, that would just be insane because like Patrick Waugh had 15. Did yeah. Murray come in after Flurry? Matt Murray had 15, okay. yeah. And okay. then Ron Hextall had 15. No way. And so man, first 16 Benny Stock just rise, somebody hey? else. Okay. Cam Ward. Cam Ward was the other one. Oh, yeah, Cam Ward. Remember some guys, Cam Ward. I saw a tweet today, potentially, if Bennington gets signed, or sorry, yeah, if Bennington um, gets a big deal after this and the St. Louis declares them as their his number one, what happens to Jake Allen? Does Jake Allen hit the free agent market? Does a team like the Calgary Flames need mm. a goaltender? Jake Allen make some That's sort of a bad idea, some sort of deal because they don't have a solid goaltending heading into next year. Who knows about Mike Smith or whatever? Neither but do the Oilers or the Oilers, yeah. But uh, yeah, Jake Allen was a is kind of a sneaky uh, a sneaky player to look forward to. Uh, yeah, he's still got a year on his contract at okay. four point three five million. Okay, so you got to trade him. Potential right? starter like there, though. There's no way that you let that guy on the bench collecting four. Almost four, four and a half. Eight. Yeah. Right? Like, Benny's your guy. Regardless, win or lose, next year, Benny's your guy. Now, does Benny need a contract next year? Or will they just give him the kind of the benefit of the doubt, this run, uh, you know, just thank you for your hard work. No, we're he gonna deserves a contract. He got right you this away. far. Yeah, he deserves I don't know extension. what his contract is. Uh, I think Lancelot's uh, looking that up as we speak. But, uh, yeah, you're right. He 100% deserves it. And Yeah, you're, you're not going to get you this far in the playoffs and be like, yeah, we're going to write it up. Uh, another $950,000 contract. <laughs> yeah. Let's see how you do yeah. next year with Let's your build this team grand. around you. But yeah. Uh, yeah, He's just living on one year. As our backups oh, make four okay. and a half mil. Right? Yeah. Like, the backup. Is on is on the bench, making yeah. four and a half mil. You enjoy your nine hundred thousand. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, quick predict, uh, predictions going into Game Seven. Lancelot, what you thinking the Bruins? I said the Bruins were the better team. I'm sticking with them. I still think the Bruins are too good. Tukarask has been ridiculous in elimination games. I think he's had five of them with like a save percentage of nine seventy or something. He, he's ridiculous. Jesse, it's going to be four two Boston Bruins. Oh. I'm going to pull the uh, the wild sheep or the the lone sheep. I'm going to go four uh, three. Blues. Wow. Fourth. Overtime? No. 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 Well, that's not very fun. <laughs> I'm not going that Throw crazy. Throw a double overtime call if you're going to go that far. <laughs> no. Oh, is, it, is it a six o'clock start? I, it's not too late for I think old so, Jesse yeah. there. So we don't wanna, I think so. Yeah, keep you'll be able sanity, to watch. I'll so. be able to watch, yeah. Uh, moving on quickly to the Messinet Mavericks. Some local talk. Uh, they are six and four heading into tonight's matchup against the... Who are they facing they tonight? The, I, Fort they McMurray Fort Mac. They're playing Fort Mac. So they were just in Fort Mac uh, for a four-game series. They split that. Oh, and they shouldn't have split that. Just before... Uh, the Fort Mac series, they swept Edmonton in Edmonton. So it was a nice six-game road trip, four and two on the road trip. I just want to give a quick shout-out to Adam Soka. He had himself quite a week. 
Soka. Soka. Soki, as the kids uh, say. All he did was hit 360 with two doubles, a home run, five wow. runs scored, seven RBIs, four walks, only four strikeouts, and three stolen bases. That's a hell of a week. Wow. That's pretty okay. Yeah. Congrats that'll, to you. That'll there, play. So. That's some uh, fantasy. Couple, I think he had a, a player of the or a player of the game somewhere in there. I would yeah. hope so. Adam um, boy, Adam Soka. Just as as we're recording at 9:45 on a Tuesday night, <laughs> uh, the Mavericks are losing 10 nothing oh, in the eighth inning. To, to uh, four Mac again? It, yeah. <laughs> so that record's gonna go from six and four to six and five. That's, that's a. We can almost say that with certainty. Yeah. Write it with pen there. You um, never know. You never I will know. I'll give them a shout out though because uh, tonight's game, the Tuesday night game, uh, they're they're wearing some awesome unis. Yeah, yes, they are. Representing the U17 tournament that's Very coming. Cool. Can also send Very cool. Like to see it. They got little strings up on the uh, neck area. Yeah. A little hockey flavor with the baseball jersey. For like a hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. Like I would might even dip my toe into that. That's yeah. pretty pretty cool. Uh, coming up this week for the Mavericks, they've got uh, they got tonight at home. They got tomorrow at home. Uh, then three in Weyburn, going up tough. the old Saskatchewan. That'll be tough. I think and Weyburn's leading the uh, the other division. Yeah, the East as of right now. And then back home on Father's Day Sunday, home to Moose Jaw. That should be a fun game. Two oh five start. Ooh, for oh. Plaid for Dad Day too. So I'd love to see it. Twelve yeah. nothing right now. Twelve nothing oh, now. Yeah, we got a little. All right, let's end the game. <laughs> let's just move on. They're, they to are the next one. They're putting it on the board, aren't they, boys? Oh, they yeah. well, somebody is. Put it on the board. Somebody is. John Velasco, by the way, leads the league with six hit by pitches, which oh, is great. Oh, which wow. is a Dad. hilarious stat. Getting them off the uh, off the plate there. Uh, quick U.S. Open. Picks. Mm. It's at Pebble Beach this weekend, Father's Day weekend, as always. Yeah. I'll start. There's a couple uh, 30 to 1 odds. I like Adam Scott and Phil Mickelson oh. going for the career grand slam for Mr. Philly. Yeah, Feel it's the thrill, hey? Yeah, I like the 30 to 1 odds. I mean, you got your, your Tigers up there, your Brooks Kepka, your Dustin Johnson, all those big favorites, but I think uh, I, I like those two come through. Anybody else have a. Either a, a big I favorite would, pick or a, a long shot? At this point, I can never bet against Brooks Kepka at a major. I think he's won six tournaments, and four of them have been majors. He's won the last two U.S. He's Opens. He's on fire, I know. I know that the U.S. Open plays at a different course every year, um, but I still have a hard time not betting Kepka, even though I don't know that the course is necessarily set up for him. I think uh, a little bit of the shorter guys off the tee are going to have a little bit of a better time with it, to be completely honest. Uh, speaking of odds, 50-1 to 1 right now on Bodog for Brant Snedeker. I saw that. Has won twice. Really? He's won twice at Pebble Beach, 2013, 2015, and a real long shot if you wanted to splash a couple bucks. Is it 80 to 1? 200 to 1. Oh, 200 on. For Zach Johnson. What? Whoa. Zach Johnson at 200 to I did 1. I not see his name the on the list. The dude seems so irrelevant every now and then, and then just randomly pops up at the top of a, uh, a leaderboard. So if you wanted to splash a little bit of fun money, 200 to 1 wow. on Zach Johnson in some spots. That's cool. where I would go. Jesse, I know you've been perusing the list. What do you got on your You know end? what? I, I'm thinking for a long shot. Uh, I can't go wrong with Sergio Garcia. <laughs> okay. I like him at 101. So I'll take a Sergio. Okay. You know what? And I'd like anyone at 101, to be completely honest. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm in yeah. on Sergio. I'll take Sergio. Bucks. Hell yeah. And you know what? I'm going to take my boy, just because I love saying his name, Ricky Fowler. Fowler. <laughs> he always He's always near the top, too, though. He is. Old Ricky. He keeps... Performing well at majors and just cannot. He hasn't won one, has he? I don't think it's so. It's been a while. I don't think so. I don't think ever. I think he always comes up a little bit short. Can He's I like ask? the Sergio of this generation, kind of. One hundred percent. By the way, speaking of, before we get to that, don't be surprised if Tiger Woods wins. I was just gonna ask that. I was like. Tiger's a 10 to 1 odd right now. Wow. Yeah. Is this because he won the Masters that all of a sudden now everyone is 
riding the Tiger train? Oh, 100%. Like yeah. he wins one. Is that what the PGA is all about? You win one tournament they, and all of a sudden you're up there? They need Tiger. Like well, they, of course they, they need Tiger. They need a Tiger for years. And now that they've got him in a potentially uh, well-suited position, they're going to try to ride this puppy all weekend long. Oh, man, well, I would love to see the social media numbers when he won the Masters. Like how yeah. many people oh, were tweeting, God. Facebooking, Instagramming. Yeah. Like they were just, like they, grown men were crying. They sold out of red Tiger polos yeah. like the next day. Yeah, like golf town. Can or he have his shit? video yeah. game back now? Are we over this? Can I, we have Tiger Woods PGA what, on Xbox true. now? Rory, Rory was the, the face of those games for a little bit. Yeah, because Tiger and went, then, you know. Yeah, yeah. When, was the last, when was the last game that he ever, yeah, he like, the, banged a lot of hookers? Produce? Yeah. <laughs> Had a little a lot fun. of drugs, yeah. yeah. Ran into a tree. Great times yeah. for Tiger. Golf club. Uh, like, but give, yeah, a, I, give him his video game back. I, I would not be surprised if he's in the hunt. Because he also, I mean, historically has played well at Pebble Beach. It's been a minute since he's been there, but uh, he's played well at Pebble before. And it was funny. Did you see? I, I can't remember when it came out. It was maybe recently, maybe a while ago. It all blends together. Uh, he was on the practice green or he was on the driving range at some point, and there's media around him. And someone brought up the guy that made the bet on him. Okay. To uh, to win all the majors this year. Wow. Because it was the same dude that splashed $80,000 on him to win the first major of the year, the Masters. Okay. And they were like, so Tiger, like, what do you think about the, the guy who bet you to win every single major? And he's like, that's a fucking great bet. <laughs> Turns around and smashes the ball. It was amazing. It was amazing. Uh, also, just as funny, um, Brooks Kepka, back-to-back U.S. Open winner, Fox doesn't have him in their promo. Oh, kid, which really? is hilarious. Yeah. And... Uh, is he it was going Tiger to the, and Phil and who else? I, I have no idea. Oh I, I, you just saw that? Yeah, I just I, I saw he did a press conference and they were asking him uh, how he didn't get in there. That's amazing. But he went to the gym recently, a couple days ago. Yeah. Dustin Johnson was just in there before him. Everyone knew who DJ was. It was at the RBC Canadian Open. Everyone knew who Johnson was. Kepka walks in right after DJ leaves. No one has a fucking clue who Kepka is. <laughs> well, DJ's got Paulina Gretzky That's still, true. right? That's so true. That's true. But yeah, he Canadian, doesn't need to be. Chris Kepka's also won four majors. That's true. So he's kind of a big deal. We got two minutes. Uh, Sidebar: Are we allowed to throw the f bomb? Um, like, uh, is this a thing? Like this, this could change the, well, the, well, the podcast. Maybe. Or are you beeping this out down below did. in the comments? No, you, you doubled it. You, yeah. you doubled the f bomb. Well, it was just Tiger's quote. What do you want me to do? <laughs> but are we beeping the, the f bomb? I don't know. Are we going straight into it? You have two minutes. What do you want to talk oh. about? Yeah, two minutes. Uh, let me just stretch. I want to talk about some wrestling. And the fact that on Friday... I can hear this, people clicking away. Yeah. No, stop. No. Sorry. There's wrestling fans out there. <laughs> on Friday, they did something called the Super Showdown. They did. In, in Saudi Arabia. And the only reason they do this show is because Vince McMahon gets like $50 million to go to Saudi Arabia. And they want... I feel like Saudi Arabia is on like a, a 10 year delay when it comes to the WWE because they ask for like the most random wrestlers to show up, right? True. Like they're like, we want, we want the Undertaker against Goldberg. And Vince is like, mm, okay. Uh, if that's what you want, that's sure. what you want. Like that, that was the main event. Wow. Goldberg yeah. and the Undertaker. And on paper, you're sitting there going, Man, this is gonna be a good match. In then you realize it's 2019. <laughs> and so here's how it starts. And this drives me nuts. So Goldberg, who's probably over the age of 50, still thinks that he's Goldberg. So he does the entrance where he's going out, right? You know, he comes out of his locker room and he's walking down the hallway. He bangs his head on the door. 
<laughs> and you can tell as soon as he leaves his dressing room, he's concussed. <laughs> he's like, 52, by the way. He's 52, yeah. You yeah. can tell he's concussed. So he's walking down the, the hallway. You can tell his eyes are rolling. So he goes into the gorilla position, and the camera cuts away because they don't want you to see Vince there. Okay. And it takes him probably a good minute, minute and a half to walk out the curtain. And wow. the rumor is they quickly did the concussion protocol before he went out there. Okay. And they're oh saying he was okay. Days. So they go out there and they have a match. And for the first 10 minutes of that match, it wasn't bad. I'll give him that. Okay. Goldberg goes to do his spear. Undertaker gets out of the way in the corner. Goldberg knocks his head straight on the ring post. God damn Busts it. Busts himself open no like he's way. leaking. And he's concussed himself. So then he goes for a jackhammer because he thinks that he's still 28 and he can still wrestle with a right, concussion. Goes right. for the jackhammer on the Undertaker. Okay. Throws the Undertaker on his head. Solid. So then oh. the Undertaker finally says, you know, screw this. Puts him in a choke slam, the worst choke slam I've ever seen in my life. Just, and just holds Goldberg's shoulders down. One, two, three. Camera cuts to Undertaker. You could tell, so choked. He's so mad. He's like, what I, I, the uh, hell am I doing? I looked it up. They fought for nine minutes and 35 wow. seconds. Oh, did they? Okay, so the first 10 minutes was not good. That's nine minutes they, too long. They uh, The longest match was just under 26 minutes, Randy Orton and Triple H. But all the other ones, none of them capped more than 12. Oh, it was such Obviously. a bad show. Mm. And actually, I, I did some digging, and none of them rated three out of five stars. Well, they won't. Well, the worst the, or the best one was like 2.75 out of five. <laughs> no, it was probably Seth Rollins and... Uh, that was Corbin. Orton and Triple H. Really? From what I saw, yeah. I kind of liked the Baron Corbin and several. That, that was my spiel on wrestling. I'm sorry, but I just thought that... I like it. You could do better than an Undertaker versus Goldberg, but I feel like Saudi Arabia is 10 years behind, and they still think Wouldn't WCW Wouldn't it have damn hot there? It was. They said it was like... Uh, Triple H said it was 115 or 105 oh, degrees. Wow. Yeah. Like, That's like, why the matches were going six minutes. Yeah. The rumor was Vince was getting them to take like these tablets backstage, like hydration tablets, so they weren't... <laughs> Tired going out there. Like, it was, it was crazy, oh man. They're oh. a disaster, and I, I love it. it. All right, two minutes of wrestling talk from Jesse. That I like awesome. it. Well, we'll that keep that so at good. the end there. Uh, that'll wrap it up for tonight. Uh, for Jesse Christensen, Lance Dahl, Colby McKee, signing off. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to On the Board. Subscribe now on your favorite podcast platform. And find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash on the board podcast. Yes! Yes!